No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick is going to join me in one second. We got a fun show. First off, we got to talk LeBron. LeBron is cursing folks out, talking shit to people courtside in Atlanta. We're going to break that down. John Boy Entertainment did a great breakdown, so we're going to talk about that. How you feel about people sitting courtside talking shit? Should, uh, should they be allowed to say whatever they want? Let's talk about it. Super Bowl 55 is locked and loaded this weekend. Um, I got a ESPN dropped a fun little article about some some Super Bowl trivia, adding adding just some questions and some some scope on that. Me and Big Nick the Quick are going to do those. We'll go through them with you guys as well. We'll have some fun with that. I already looked at some of the questions, some fun names. So we'll, that'll be a good time. Then. We're going to talk NBA, of course. Eric Woodyard of ESPN is going to jump on. He just wrote an article about the Bucks. I thought was really interesting. He said, uh, you know, they had they 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 felt like it was a must win the other night against Portland, coming off a two game win, uh, two game losing streak. So they had to get back on track. So we'll close it there. Eric Woodyard, ESPN. He's the man. He has some good insight, and uh, we'll talk NBA to close it out. Big Nick, the quickest here. What's good? Yes, sir. What's happening? What's good? Y'all hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. What's the word? Man, had to, had to handle the work business. Apologize for being a couple minutes late, man. I see you holding it down. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. No worries. What's uh, what's the word? Not too much, man. What's the business? What are we, what are we getting into today? Dog, first Take Tuesday. I already, I, I, <sighs> as I just told the people, we already know. We're going to talk LeBron. I got to talk about that. I don't know if we're going to have enough time, but we got Woodyard coming at six. So I figured we talk LeBron, uh, a little bit of NBA and then go into full NBA mode with Woodyard and then close it with some Super Bowl talk. Uh, I got a, I got a, I got a trivia game that ESPN just put out for us to go over, which will be fun. Are you going to try to get me after I got you with the NBA head coaches? No, no, no. I don't know the answers to these either. So <laughs> I don't know the answers to these either. So we're going to talk through them and uh, it'll be a good time. Um, yo, you said you had a first take Tuesday for me. Give me that. We'll chat for a little bit before uh, Woodyard jumps on. Oh, I was just gonna say, and this isn't necessarily against him personally, because he's having a he's having a good year with the numbers and everything like that. But yeah. is everybody is everybody ready to pump the brakes on the Luca is the second coming of Jesus of Nazareth talk? Ooh. Is, are we good? Uh, is that where you're at? The boys those boys are eight and thirteen. Are we good? Is that where you're at? The MVP the MVP's not happening this year. And it's, again, it's not an anti-Luke. It's not all his fault. He's putting up good numbers. He's doing his thing. But it's not producing Ws on the basketball court. So everybody was like, yo, he's a lock to win the MVP. I haven't seen more of an MVP lock since Sean with Russell Wilson. But close <laughs> second is Luka Doncic. It's uh, Luka Doncic in the entire world just telling us, hey, Luka's going to win the MVP. Putting up 29-9-9 this year. The numbers are great. Yeah, Shooting so like, 50, what more do you want from him? 47%. W's can't kill certain guys for not playing winning basketball and, 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 and hold up other guys. Interesting. Ah, I see where, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Well, this is the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about what you're saying. I think it's year three for him. Yep. So in year three, 
you can get away with getting still nothing but glory and love, putting up 39 and nine when your team's losing. You get to year five, four, five, six, then it's like, yo, is this just like empty baskets? That's right. where I kind of that's where I kind of think. I understand what you're saying though. But I this also, is not an anti-Luca take. It's more of the people who covered him and 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 talked about this ascension and where we would be at at this point this year. And I get it's still early, and I yeah. get he's having a great year. It's just there's no MVP. I, I just have been real quiet on that. Luca is the MVP front, which seemed right. to be like the number no, one thing going into the year. You're saying people had the take, and then I ain't heard you ain't heard the take since. So. I haven't heard the take in a while. Where where, <laughs> where you at? Where y'all at? Saying hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, where y'all at? I feel it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, look, we got ten minutes till Woodyard comes on. I want to talk about this LeBron thing. Um, you guys know if you guys are following sports, if you guys are listening to us, you're following sports. So I don't even really need to break down what's going on, but. Last night, LeBron James got into it with a couple folks courtside, and uh, John Boy, who does a bunch of MLB breakdowns, did a good did a, did a good breakdown of what happened yesterday. Essentially, LeBron had got into it with a guy on the sideline, called him a meathead, whatever. They were going back and forth, man to man, and uh, there was like a little side out that was a little closer to the courtside, and uh, the the conversation picked up, and uh, the dude's wife did not appreciate what LeBron was saying to her husband. And then a perfect hair flip to hand wave. Hold on, you heard her? She said, don't talk to my husband like that. Hold on. Don't talk to my husband like that. And then a perfect hair flip to hand wave. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh, to sitting down. Just like beautiful, beautiful job in here. You guys, he's being an asshole and they're blaming these guys. That's a joke. That's a joke. Security says they want you to go, so you gotta go. So she stands up, she stares LeBron down, she gives him a little wave goodbye and a goodbye message. You LeBron, you're a fucking pussy. Get the fuck out of here. You're gonna let a 25 year old girl intimidate you during a game. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. So there. Okay. <laughs> Bro, I'm crying. I was cracking up that whole time. I was playing. I think this is one of the funniest things I've seen at a game at courtside in general. I um, I am a massive fan of being able to say whatever you want at a game unless you start getting extremely out of pocket like talking about their family i think you should be able to swear maybe not like fuck you or anything like that directly like fuck you lebron like that type of thing but you should be able to say shit damn bitch all that like i i don't see why that is an issue and i honestly don't think it's an issue unless you start barking at lebron and he takes uh and he takes and he and he has a little issue with it yeah. but a lot to unpack there. What were your thoughts uh, when you saw the story? And uh... I, thought, I thought it was funny the entire way out. Like, I thought the entire thing was funny. And that's the first time I've seen the John Boy breakdown of it. So that's okay, the first yeah. time I've actually heard uh, the text. Yeah. So after watching that, number one, I take it this dude is probably a longtime Atlanta Hawks season ticket holder. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, LeBron spent a lot of time in the, East, uh, in the Eastern Conference. He's probably heard from this dude before. He even said it like always talking or whatever he was saying. Like he's probably had some interactions with this guy before. She 
is wild, bro. Yeah. Absolutely off her rocker. I think she originally tried to say that he called her a bitch, which, listen, man. We're talking about LeBron James here. There are no public missteps in LeBron James' resume. No, no There's a 0.0% chance he is in Atlanta calling a white lady on the sidelines a bitch. Zero <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, when I heard I that, did. that's when I was like, yo, she's out of pocket. She's talking reckless. Um, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the interaction was hilarious. I think that she's a clown for hopping on Instagram Live afterwards talking about LeBron was intimidated by her. It's like, no, you stood up. You started screaming. There's only eight people in there to begin with. You're sitting courtside with no damn mask, and you're screaming at LeBron James. It's just like, stop the cat. Stop the cat. <laughs> stop the cat. <laughs> this will probably end in like a reality TV show or something for her. Um, Yo, yeah, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you're at the game with your lady and that exact situation happens, are you looking at your lady like, hey, 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 hey? hey. Absolutely. I'm not the game with anybody. It's are like, you, yo, are you embarrassed? Up, are you embarrassed? No. Or are you like, no, yo, no. my girl's sticking up for me type shit? No, he knows his wife. Um, he knows her. He's known her for like six months or so. So he he knows what she's <laughs> he knows what she's about. Um, no, I don't know if I'm necessarily embarrassed, but I'm also probably just like shut the fuck up, especially when they're at the point where they're kicking us out, especially because he's a season ticket holder, and it's like, yo, the, the Hawks play again there. He's gotta go back to the arena and sit down. So yeah. it's like, yo, calm down. So I guess maybe there is some embarrassment, and it's like, yo, calm down. Oh my God, we gotta bro. come back here. People know who we are. You're already extra. Both of them are very extra looking people. So right. it's like we can't really fade into oblivion. So it's yeah, shut the fuck up. But it sounds like this dude has had issues with Brown before. So he might have been encouraging the whole shit, like Listen, gassing her up on the way over there, you, like, hey. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna get court side seats, me and you didn't sit court side. We sat like second row though. Oh, we got our money's worth. We got our money's worth. And if you're <laughs> and if and if you're gonna talk to these guys, you're I don't want to call it a dream, but you're tr you're trying to say something to get a reaction out of these guys. Yes. So when you finally get that reaction, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Let's go back and forth. I don't need you completely blowing up the situation where they stop the game. Right. Because you're standing up and you've walked three or four don't steps. Don't talk forward. to my husband like, yeah, yeah exactly. And you, like and you're screaming on the court. Look, let like I, I, I don't have a I don't actually I don't I never I don't mind if my girl speaks up and says say whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like kind of kind of scope the situation like yo, right. me and I don't, me and LeBron don't have a real issue here. Like, yeah, she stepped up like they were about to scrap. How dare you talk to my husband <laughs> like that? So I was like, who is this fucking clown? Like, yeah. Yo, and I want to tell you this. And, and we, to go back to us at the game last year, we were talking big shit, big shit to, uh, to Contavious Colwell Pope and Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard. And they could you, hear us. You were gone when I got Dwight's attention. And I did. So, he was it was it was at halftime and I think you were talking to Mayberry or yeah. somebody. And uh I was like, hey Dwight. And I fully did not expect him to like look turn and look Dwight. at me. Yeah. And he turned and was like, what? And I was like, and I just uh. froze up. So like because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say some like crazy shit. Like, no, you got nine right. baby mamas, but like right. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Now, how you how you handle all these BMs? That's what no, you I remember I told him that uh, he can't wear the Kobe's. He's got to wear the Air Jameers. Yeah, no, for real, for real. Because <laughs> yeah. he was playing in some Cubs. Yeah, he was, was before Kobe had passed. Yeah, yeah. No, the Contavious one was the best. But no, 100%, man, if you're going to be there, have some fun with it. Do something funny. But you want to get up and, like, she was addressing him like, 
Yeah, like 100%. Like it was someone who would come at her husband in a way that she felt she had to defend yeah. him. Yeah, like they are not about to scrap. They're at a basketball game talking but shit. I perused like, her Instagram today and like it's everything you would have expected. Like this this, this chick. For whole, sure. Whole different world. The whole the whole nine everything D- dior all that it's just it's just all over the place dior dior dior, dior. when it rains it pours muckamere <laughs> muckamere <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no there's no doubt that uh she was wild i uh it was entertaining though man i uh that's some of the funnest i don't know if i could sit courtside either like if i sat right where she was sitting and there was a player that who who's someone that you know I don't like and I would give a hard time if they were having like a bad game. Al, Al Horford. Al Horford, I would kill. Uh, but he would or, probably just look at you and be like, dude, I'm Al Horford. I don't say anything to anybody. Yeah, 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 that's purpose, true. You know what I mean? No. Like, he's too cool. He'd be like, yo, that's also the art <laughs> of talking shit at games. Pick the right person. You have to pick the right people to heckle. You can't heckle like super nice guys. It just doesn't work. Like, you know who probably got killed in visiting arenas would be like Joe Kim. That's the yes. type of guy you give him 48 minutes. You, know I mean? like you give him 48 minutes. Like, don't let you be behind the bench. Like, when he's on the bench, like, hey, hey, like all day long. But, like, yes. don't do it like, to even, like a fucking, I don't know, Lou all ding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're all that exactly. like, You wouldn't be like, Lou, man, you're trash. He'd be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a humanitarian and don't know what you want me to tell don't you. Try to I'm here trying to save the world. Yeah, I'm trying to get together for you. No trip. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who would be who would be like your number one go to if you caught them courtside. That I would just try to kill. Yeah, who would you kill? I don't know who you're like um, who you can't stand. Oh man, they're not as they're, they're not as prevalent as they were years ago. I'm right. trying to think of like in the NBA who is someone that I would just murder. We killed Dwight Howard. Yeah, he's perfect. I I would have killed campaign live oh my I, god I ever got the opportunity because he brings it on himself too yeah um those type of dudes i'm trying yeah. to think of who i would really oh i would kill gobert <laughs> you don't like gobert he's, just, he's probably the softest guy in the league <laughs> by quite a wide margin i would the kill defensive player of the year. yeah i would i'd kill gobert would um, you get on for crying about not making the all-star game yes that'd be a major talking <laughs> point of him begging to hey, make I heard you weren't team. all NBA last year. You gonna cry about it? <laughs> yeah, like I'll be all over Gobert. So yeah, those are definitely uh definitely a few. But um Eric Woodyard should be joining us here any minute. We're gonna talk. <sighs> he wrote an interesting article about the Bucks. He felt he talked to Bobby Portis fresh off the team game. Uh after the Portland game, it was like Bobby Portis said he felt like it was a must win, them coming off two straight L's. So I'm going to talk to him about that article, what he thinks about the Bucks in general. Then uh, his thoughts on the Jazz. He used to cover the Jazz out in Salt Lake, and uh, he'll have some some interesting takes on that. He just hopped on. We're going to let him here. We're going to let him in here in a second. Uh, we'll talk about the East, and then yo, the big dog is from Flint, Michigan. So he just got a new quarterback. So we got to ask him about uh-huh. that. Obviously, we got to get off coming to town. We got to give. We got to get a quick couple minutes. But with no further ado. Please welcome in the big dog, NBA ESPN writer Eric Woodyard. Big dog, what's happening? <laughs> what's good, man? Chilling, man. I appreciate you hopping on, man. Man, I appreciate y'all. Got, I'm in my son's room, man. So y'all probably see all type of. So you got the you got the Jordan, you got the Jordan decals in the back. My son got. He's teaching them stuff. right, man. <laughs> got all type of crap in here, man. Posters nah. and everything. So. Oh, that's how you. That's how your room's supposed to look when you uh, <laughs> when you're a shorty. 
<laughs> just yeah. pictures of pictures out of Slam magazine and shit like that. He he got the fat hairs now. They fancy now. You know. What I'm okay. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. Pictures up. He, he <laughs> yeah. They just they just they just slap on the decals now. Right. <laughs> First off, how you been? How's uh how's the uh the season going with the COVID protocol? How's covering the games? And then let's get into the Bucks. Your last article for ESPN. Man, it's been it's been crazy. You know, just uh. You know, trying to trying to make it fun. I mean, so much of our job is being there, relationships. You know, finding stuff as we're there. So it's right. in a way, it's making you grow because you have to find ways to tell stories without being there, relying on sources. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's nothing like being there and being in the locker rooms and stuff like yeah. that. So, you yeah. know, it's it's making it a little more challenging. But at the end of the day, I can't complain, man. I'm getting, you know, I'm very blessed to have the jobs I have. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to act like I don't want to take that for granted at all, man. Yeah, no doubt. Are, are there certain guys who now that uh because when you're in the arena, obviously, you know, somebody's been curbing you, eventually you're gonna catch up to them. Like, what do you do now when it's like, man, they're just not answering my phone call, they're not returning my text? Like, how do you <laughs> how do you catch up with someone who doesn't want to be caught up with? Man, it, it you, you just can't catch up with them simple as that. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta yeah. uh, use all your resources, you know what I'm saying, and try to make it as fun as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, um, you can only do what you can do, man. So I mean it's, right. As I mentioned before, it's, it's been a test for all of us. Yeah, that's always the interesting shit. Like, you could curve me on curve me on the text, curve me on the call, curve me on the email, but I'm going to bump into you. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, my boy? Yeah, like, what's good? <laughs> I've been looking for you. What's going right. on? Right, so, right. But let's talk about – yo, I'm going to be honest. The only thing – that's the only thing that's <laughs> important to, in the league or the biggest stories in the league have been the Bucs and finishing games with Giannis. Obviously, the Nets and James Harden. The Jazz are now a story, so I want to talk about that. Um, the Lakers are the Lakers. They're like Mahomes. We 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 touch on them when we want to because they're going to be around yeah. when, it, when it comes time. We got Nets Clippers tonight. I want to get to you on that. But let's talk about the Bucks first because I read the article. I always read all your stuff. I love it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. We're not very high on the Bucks over here. That's a lot I of people think, that's not, man. I mean, y'all yeah. are not alone. Yeah, yeah, and I think I I don't think I appreciated and and I uh, we killed Eric Bledsoe and we think we think J. Ru Drew Holiday I call him J. Ru uh, Drew Holiday is obviously an upgrade from that, but Ilya Sova's not there, Wes Matthews isn't there, and these don't seem like big names, but maybe they're making an impact. What do you think about them? What do you think about them closing games? Do you think they need to make a move to make some real noise? Because, as you know, with the sports climate right now, some of these superstars at the drop of a hat, if they change their mind and don't want to be in town, it's trouble. <laughs> Facts, man. I mean, no, it's no denying that, you know, this team haven't started off the way that everybody anticipated they probably would. Yeah. I mean, what I can say, nobody's satisfied with losing. I mean, that's number one. But I think they are not putting the priority on a regular season as much as they've done in the past. You know what I mean? Like the last couple of years, it was, they can say it all they want, but it was a big deal on trying to win games. I mean, we want to win this little game in Atlanta. We want to win this little game here. And I think now more so more than the last couple of years, they're focused on the process. You know what I'm saying? How, how can this make us better when it matters? We got a chance to talk to Pat Connaughton today. And he was kind of saying that, like, you know, they, they wouldn't hit with a lot of adversity last year. So they didn't know how to respond. Right. You know, when it was time to respond. And I think they're being hit with adversity this year. And, you know, they're they're starting to see, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we got to we gotta really take it to the next level. We got to get better. And I think they're pro- focused on the process of getting better this year. 
Nick. Yeah, no, just to kind of touch on that, man. Um, what does that look like, though? So you say, like, last year they're hyper-focused on winning each night, right? And that's we, – we were watching last year. They were beating everybody by 20. Sean yeah. would always say, like, yo, bet the Bucks, Whoever they play, they're going to win by 20. Yeah. Um, so obviously they haven't had that same start this year, but you said that their focus has changed. Like, what, what, what does that look like around the team? I think uh, you look at – I mean, they're trying different things. I mean, but they're still not great at defending the three. That's that's what we know. They're 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 not bad. They're not good at all at defending three point line. They're brutal. Yeah, brutal. It's, it's, it's brutal. I want to be kind of good with it, but I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. It all the way hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean, so so yeah, man. I think uh, that's this is what it looks like. You know, it's a transition. You know, you bringing in Drew Holiday, you bringing in Brent Forbes, you bringing in Tory Craig. Uh, them adjusting to playing in this new style and games that are meaningful and games that matter. So I think that's what you're seeing now is an adjustment period. I mean. Uh, it's not yeah. 2K. Everybody kind of like getting up. uncomfortable a little bit, right? Knowing, hey, we could probably win this game this way, but come playoff time, it's not going to serve us. Uh, or so, not? I, I mean, kind kind of sort of. They're not giving away no games. I'll, right, right. I yeah. Think it's just, I think it's seriously an adjustment period. Now, whether this team is better than last year, we won't know till the playoffs hit. Because seriously, we only twenty games this season. So by the time that time hit, we're gonna forget about what happened. Now, if they're doing what they need to do. Right. So I think now it's that adjustment period, and, I, and they probably would rather it happen now than later in the season. So uh, we, I still don't know what this team looks like. I don't know how – I mean, one night they're blowing the team out by 20, one night yeah. they're losing to Charlotte. So, I mean, we don't we don't really know what, what this Bucks team looked like. I think they're still figuring it out. See, I think for me is that it, it doesn't feel like 20 games to me. It feels like 100 – and 55 you know what i'm saying like the core of that team has has been in taxes last year right like middleton's been around Giannis has been around yeah they might have swapped out some role guys but like the core guys are there the Connaughton is was there right um who like Connaughton was there uh i'm i'm, I'm tweaking on uh my, my guy DiVincenzo. yeah divincenzo was there like right. these guys are all there right so when I just struggle with like when, when someone asks me about the Bucks, I'm like, I don't know, bro. These they don't look like shit to me, and <laughs> and, and I don't want to give them the excuse of it's 20 games and they're gelling because no, it's not a, it's not an excuse. I, you know what I'm saying? So no, I, 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 I think I it'll be interesting. No, no, definitely. Yeah, and I think tell me what you think about them closing games. We've talked about that a bunch, but it, is it to the point where like they should look at Giannis like, yo, take like relax, like we we gonna try to do something else. <laughs> Yo, go. Yeah, I mean, hey, what was that meme? What was that Kobe meme? Like, don't don't pass. Like, get the rebound. Like, maybe there's Giannis. Like, yo, play D and clean the glass up, and then we're gonna try to figure out how to close these games out somewhere else. Another another thing we gotta look. I mean, you got he he still have to prove that. You know, you look at the first what was that the first or second game in Boston where he missed those free throws. You know, free throw shooting. I mean, they can't rely on him at the, at this point of his career right now. So he has to improve at that, and he has to learn to close games. Simple as that. I mean. It's kind of like the Shaq situation. You know what I mean? When Shaq was in his prime, Shaq wasn't closing them games. And I'm not saying that. No, Giannis he was Shaq, not. But we know they had it. So I think it's up to the team to build around his skill set. He's not that closer. That's not his game. That's not his style. There's nothing wrong with that. But he has to find players that complement his style. And I'm not sure if this supporting cast can help him do that until they prove it. I mean, that's 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 a that's a legit question. Until they prove it, yeah. that this is the supporting cast to get him over the hump. Then it's gonna constantly be questioned. So I think uh it's a fair like like you say, it's a fair comparison of what you're saying. A fair analysis, I mean, of what you're saying right now is we don't look like we don't know what this Bucks team is. Cause I'm 
I'm covering them every day, and I still don't know what they are. <laughs> but, it's almost, but it's almost like I know what they are, and I know they're not enough, and they better go get somebody or it's going to be deja vu come playoff time. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Nick. So you're on the personnel. You're on the personnel issue with them. You think it's a I mean, personnel I, thing? I, yeah, I mean, look. Right, bro, they they keep running back the same team. This is going to be pretty much the third straight season of the same squad of them killing in the regular season and then getting to the playoffs, and they look like they can't they can't compete with the top dudes. So something's got to something's got to give, and 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 that's what they tried to do with Drew Holiday. But one thing I was wondering, man, um, obviously Giannis back to back MVP, top three, top four player in the NBA. You know, we we know his resume. But as I read the article, one thing that did kind of stick out to me is the quotes are from DJ Augustine. They're from Bobby Portis. Is, and they're, they're talking about what the team needs to do. Is Giannis the leader of this team? I mean, obviously, he's oh, on yeah, the floor, but sure. vocally in the locker room, is he a leader like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. He was just last night. He'd, uh, usually he talks every game. Last night he didn't talk. That was very rare that he don't speak. So um, he, used to, he, he, he steps up good or bad. He, he's up speaking. So it's no question. Who's the they take, they take his lead. So Giannis yeah, is very vocal inside the, the locker man, room. I, him and yeah. his brother, man, I see them guys, you know, when we were there, <laughs> yeah. putting in serious work, you know, like legendary type work. So, I mean, you look at year one to year now where he's at, you know, what he built himself into, that shows you the work ethic. It's proof of the pudding. So I think his style of leadership is a little different. Yeah. He's a more lead by example. But I think this year he's been more vocal. You know, I, I can't say that. But Look, if they drop work. five straight, is Giannis in the locker room rallying the troops? Yeah, I think so. You know, he just does it in a different way. He's not like a Draymond Green or nothing like that. Let's not, let's not say that. You know what I'm saying? He's right. he not all in your face. Like, like again, your face, yeah. You know, style of leadership is different. And I, it's right. no question he's the leader of the team. All right. I, I closed the show last week with – I didn't feel – I don't feel like the West is as tough as this. it was advertised. Like, we're, I know we're 20 games in, but it just looks like – I don't know if it's the bubble hangover. The season just started. It's the, it was a short short off season, but I from I'm looking at when I'm looking at the East right now versus the West. I'm like, man, the East might be tougher than the West. Like, no question, right? And I know your boys out West. You're, you're the guys who used to cover the Jazz have been reeling off wins. They've been looking good. Donovan Mitchell is getting his standard slander, and they don't. They, <laughs> They just seem to to continue to get W's. How do you feel about them? Is this the year where they could kind of do what the Nuggets did last year? I just got that question. I was on a radio show in Utah recently, yeah. and you see you see he all over my son's wall. So that's my son. He got yeah. Jordan. He got everybody. He got Bulls. He got Jazz. He got it. everywhere I go. He right. Some stuff. That's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I'm serious, man. I'm not sure. Um, they was Is talking that Miles about Bridges. There. Where they, they, yeah, he got Brit, man. He just was a basketball junkie. My man. fault, I didn't mean to cut you off. His yeah, whole yeah. Room deck, so all this stuff <laughs> is his room for clarity, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, long story short, um, I was just asked this question. I was just on a, a radio show in Utah, and they were saying, Were they championship contenders? And I said, That might be going a little too far. I mean, it's still the Clippers and the and the um and the Lakers out there, but I think if the Jazz can stay healthy, they could be one of those sleeper teams that go on a run. I thought they had the potential to do it last year. I think. Mike Conley's slow start and getting adjusted. You can't underestimate the fact that this man spent his whole career, you know, with Memphis and <laughs> tried to acclimate over to a whole new system, yeah. a whole new style of play, a whole new style of big and go bear. And I think it's finally starting to click for him. So I think if they can stay healthy, yeah, they can be one of those teams that makes a, you know, a sleeper run in the, in the West because, I mean, they have the personnel to do it. They, they're, they're experienced, low-key, they're very experienced. I mean, they, 
They made it out the first round, you know, uh, Donovan's rookie, uh, rookie year. You know, last year they were upset. They were up 3-1. They should have probably pulled that series off. So they're right on the brink, you know, and uh, I do think they could be one of those sleeper teams in the West this year. And they're, they're, they're getting off to a strong start, start and showing it. Yeah, they got a good team. They got a – it was like them – hey, like when you – going into the season, it's like, yo, who's going to be competitive in the West? Like they were in that conversation. Like they were on the list. It was them, Denver, uh, you know, like those those – Fringe teams were New Orleans, Memphis, Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like, but the Jazz are already there. It's going to be interesting to see if they can keep it going and, and I guess make a push and kind of compete and maybe get an upset like the, the Nuggets did last year. What did you think about Shaq's comments and, <laughs> and how he directed them to, uh, to Donovan? And you know, Donovan, you know, his personality was. Is that how you expected him to respond? Yeah, it was. I mean, that's that's just him, man. He, he's not a public person that's gonna, you know, jump out there and be rah rah. I thought, and I love Shaq. You know, Shaq in my personal top five. You know what I'm saying? I, five, yeah. That's the Diesel. You know what I'm saying? I grew up. Yeah. On it. I right. think the timing of his comments was. I didn't like the timing of it. I, I get what he was saying, but this dude had just dropped 36. What they had won around around seven or eight games in a row. I thought the timing of the comments, you know, made me question it. And yeah. I, I know he was saying he was trying to motivate guys, but I mean, he's been a player himself, so he understands what that does. And I don't know, I just didn't understand the timing of it. It that was, was just corny, is what it, it was. was. Like, it yeah, corny. was corny. It was and we, corny. Like, that's what we, it was. And when we talked about it, I, I really had a problem with kind of how he delivered. I knew what he was trying to say yeah, and the message he was trying to get across. And I really felt like he was trying to cover his ass from what he had said earlier. Like, he wasn't going to bash this dude and then have him on for a post game interview and pretend like he didn't say what he said. So he was just saying, hey, I just want to let you know earlier I did say this, but at the I'll same time, face type shit. Yeah. At the <laughs> right. same time, it's just the way he said it was like, okay, right. And it was like the standoff. Yeah, it was like, like bro, like, you, yeah. How, how am I supposed to react to that? Yeah. Like, like what do you want me to say? Dude? Just like, yeah. Six, man. Like, what and, am I supposed to say? And we're winning. So it's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. It was, it was now if he went like two for 12 or something like that. And in that case, they wouldn't even be interviewing him, I guess. So, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I just didn't understand it. That was my, and I, I respect Shaq to the death, man. Most dominant, most dominant ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it just, I don't understand the timing of it. Yeah, Utah balling 15 and five. It's it's dumb. The Clippers and the Lakers right now in uh in the West. Those are the top three, and then we got Denver and four. Let me ask y'all a question: Are we not talking about the Clippers because everybody is still just? Is it PTSD from last year? I it's like, I man, know, man. I I don't, they're 16 and five. They're balling. Paul George is having an MVP year, <laughs> uh, but no, they get no talk at all. I was literally just about to ask that. Go ahead, Eric. Me and my friends, we in a group chat, and uh, it was kind of that that talk the other day. They're like, "Man, you you still believe in Paul George?" I'm like, "Man, my homeboy, like, man, I don't believe in Paul George." That's what he was saying. I'm like, "I, me personally, I was like, man, I think he gonna be better this year." But it was kind of this talk of what y'all saying because I'm talking to like people that's not in my industry, and they like, "Man, I don't believe in Paul George." So that's kind of like the the take of what people saying. But man, you can't underestimate the year he's been having, and I think. I mean, people don't want to believe it, but maybe the bubble did play a factor, man. I mean, some people did might have seriously dealt with mental, you know. Without without question, the bubble people, some people could thrive in it, and some people were having a hard time. Yeah, you could look at Jimmy Butler. Yo, I, I've said this before. That Miami Heat team was perfect for the bubble. They just hung out with themselves. Jimmy Butler ran the shit. He was making everybody cups of coffee. He had everybody just perfectly 
on such on like a team page. vibe on the same page. We're here to make a bunch of noise. Then you got guys like Jamal Murray, people scoring 50, 55, 60. Like, come on, oh, bro. Right. Like, it's just T- like TJ Warren. Yeah, like TJ Warren was going crazy. TJ Warren even had me thinking, like, man, this motherfucker a monster. <laughs> he was, he was balling, yeah. man. He was balling. Yeah, but yeah, all the bucket getters was getting serious buckets. You know, serious. The hoopers, the hoopers were hooping. Yeah, like yeah, yeah for sure. Let's get it in. For real. Exactly. But yeah, I was just gonna say that quick. Uh no one talks about them, and it's exactly right because we've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Milwaukee. It's like I've seen this movie before. So, like, no, I'm not about to get super excited about a 16. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think didn't the Clippers lose their first game of the year? I believe so. It was it was one of those games they got beat like 50. And then, yeah, and they lost 50 at halftime. And then yeah, Paul yeah, yeah. said it was because Christmas was yesterday or some shit. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> so but it's like shit like that with him that makes me out on him because it's like, right. yeah, we've always known he could hoop. He it's just, you put a microphone in front of him. He's way too open and yeah. way too like finger point. Like Doc had me playing like. JJ yeah. Reddick, like, and that might be a factor in it too, because the you know the the clips that get played of them are stuff like that, so that don't help either. So, nah. yeah. no, but I mean, yo, so yeah, like, like, like you said, quick, they are sixteen and five. You know what I mean? They, one nine of the last really, ten. Yeah, they're playing really good ball, and they're gonna play the Nets tonight. We'll uh, we'll touch on that, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. No one's really talking about that because it's like, man, we'll we'll see y'all when we get to the playoffs. I still I still believe it's it's gonna be them and the Lakers in the, in the Western Conference Finals, but I still my if I'm betting, I'm picking those two, and I want to see, you know, I want to see an elite battle. I, I mean, Kawhi came in and said with the commercials and everything. Now it's time he got to he got to meet LeBron in the Western Conference Finals, man. It's yeah. time, you know. I mean, I think last year woke him up too. I think they thought shit was sweet when they were yeah. when they were up three one. They, they thought, listen, they thought shit was sweet when they were up 3 1. They thought shit was sweet when they were up 3 2. They thought shit was sweet when they were up 12 and in going into the fourth in game seven. They like, they were never pressed at all till all of a sudden they looked up and they're like, yo, we're going to fucking lose this shit. <laughs> and then they start throwing shit off the side of the backboard. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, but you look at, you look throughout the year. I mean, it wasn't really championship habits that were developed. You know, guys, even when they got to the bubble, guys in and out the bubble. You know, guys sitting out games. It was a lot of low management, like more than usual. You know, so I think, you know, everybody want to just think you can slap a team together, but it's it's like with anything that being successful in life, you have to develop habits, you have to develop traits, and it starts with your leader. You know, so I think, you know, they have every team is different. Kawhi has his own style of leadership. Paul George has his own style, <laughs> and that wasn't working last year. You know what I mean? So they got to switch it up and come in and be locked in every single night. You know, I know Kawhi gonna take his low management, obviously you know, at this stage of his career. But I think, you know, that mentality has to be different this year. And it seems like they're starting off, but like I said, it's too early for me right now. To just, I, I, think, know, I think with Kawhi Leonard, you have to have an actual leader on the team. I think he has made – he doesn't pretend to be interested in being your leader. Like, his way of leadership is, hey, when the going gets tough, like, I'm going to give you the buckets. I'm going to give you the defensive stops. I'm going to show you how to win a championship, and I might not even know your first name. But that's just kind of how I do it. You need someone else. Like, even on that Raptors team, it was Kyle Lowry was the leader. You know what I mean? He was probably the guy in the locker room doing that. I think with that Clippers squad, I don't know who leads them in the locker room. I don't know if it's Pat Bev. I don't know if it's Paul George. But you need that one on a Kawhi Leonard team, I feel like. Stop looking for him to be – something that he's not because he doesn't pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, you're right. I think I mean, I, there's no phoniness. Like, hey, yeah, that's not what I do. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think it's interesting, and I think LeBron is sending a message to everybody about this low management shit. I, and I know it's a little different because he's playing the least amount of minutes he's played in his career this year, but he still hasn't missed a game. He's playing every single night, and he's let like, yo, listen, bro. Short season, I don't give, a, I don't care about none of that. I'm here every <laughs> night, and we're gonna win basketball games. Yep. But real quick, before we let you go, let's switch over to the East. Who do you like in the East? Because I know, obviously, that we just talked about Milwaukee. Uh-huh. Philly's number one in the East, and B's been going nuts. Brooklyn has added James. They they're winning games, but. I don't know if I like how they are, how they're winning them. <laughs> uh, so who do you and Boston? Boston is ten and eight, and but they look really tough to me and really good when they're playing at their their, their top tier ball. So who do you like in the East? Ah man, I would stick with what I said. You know, I said I said the Bucks, and I got. I mean, since that trade, I got Bucks and Nets. You know, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, I still think Milwaukee's gonna figure it out you know I think they'll get better as the season and I think you'll see a different finish to the season I know it's starting off you know pretty rough but I'm still not so completely on Brooklyn you know what I mean just like I just don't think those three players and that style of play I know KD and whoever is good but with Harden and Kyrie it seems like a little too much you know I see and it, and it seems like at some point everything it's like they're in a the honeymoon period right now it just seems like at some point uh, it's going to come to head. You know, I don't see those guys all just fitting in completely together. And who knows? It could be a trade still made in the East. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Good thing those guys are known for having their very much uh, group personalities, right? Like, good thing James Harden and Kyrie, those guys have always been known as team first guys, especially Kyrie. <laughs> good thing, man. You know, good thing those guys. And, no, K- and KD's known for his galvanizing personality as well, so. So is it? But is, is it the same? <laughs> is it Eric? Is it the same story for Philly? They they beat everybody up at home. They're ten and one at home. Um, or have they figured it out? Have they have they said, "Hey, look, Ben Simmons, get aggressive when when we need you to. We would like you to be more aggressive, but whatever. When you when you when you show up and you're aggressive, you're you're putting up numbers. But let's let's make Embiid the focus." He's going to give us exactly what we need. We'll lean on Tobias when we need some buckets too. How you feel about Philly? I, that's one of those teams I'm not so – like you said, Milwaukee, I'm I'm not really – I feel like it's kind of the same story. I know Embiid is going nuts. He's an MVP candidate at this point. But I'm just not sold on when that game slows down. For Ben Simmons to be who he is, he has to be able to knock down a jump shot. I know it's old. I know it's an old narrative. But when you can't shoot, man, like it's hard to win a championship with one of your stars that can't shoot. So I think until he shows me he can shoot, I'm not so, you know. And do, we, do we know he can't shoot or is he just fully refusing to do no, so? We, no, oh. we know he can't shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knows he can't shoot, so he ain't shooting. <laughs> he's not shooting no He's super talented, man. You know what I mean? He's super talented, but it just – until I see that, you know, I'm not sold on this Philly team. See, I mean, Eric, this is, this is where I, I, I have trouble with that stuff too, right? It's like the same thing with Giannis. It's like – how about we stop telling Ben Simmons to get a jumper and then just accept that he doesn't right. shoot it and build goes, goes to the rock, plays great D, rebounds and, and passes, and maybe we're going to have to be okay with Ben Simmons literally scoring 12 or 13 points. Right. But having no, 10 and 10 and playing D, and, yeah. and, playing D and, and maybe <laughs> we put some more people around. I mean, you know, they went and got Tobias, but 
that I, I just maybe they're maybe they're like, yo, maybe they had a conversation like, yo, Joel, we need you're gonna be the guy now. We're gonna have Ben be passive Ben Simmons, similar to what Laurie Markinen does. One day he shows up. One day, I, the, the, yo, don't, the do guy, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Ben Simmons is there to score the basketball. No, but like, so like but yeah, the, but Ben Simmons attitude, shows up every night. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm talking more about the attitude. But yeah, I guess you're right. He Whatever. shows but up every night. What yeah. I'm saying is that I, 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 I guess I was. Laurie didn't even come to the second half last night. So <laughs> I guess I'm specifically talking about like on the offensive end, just being aggressive is what I is what I meant. But. Maybe it's like, hey, we'll lean on we'll lean on MB. Maybe get another shooter at some point and just try to make it work. I'm worried if he'll be able to last, you know, and continue at this rate. I mean, we Joel. know, yeah, Joel. You know, yeah. his body. You know, I'm just worried about this workload. I know he's a workhorse and one of the best big men in the league by far. You know, but uh, I'm just worried how long he can keep at this pace. You know what I mean? And and, and can he carry that team? We just know his issues with his body. So, uh, I mean, that's my concern with that. So Ben. You're going to have to kick it up to the next level for this team to take to that next level. But I, I do like what Doc Rivers is doing, man, and, you know, coach of the month, you know, I believe uh, this month. And uh, I think it's great, you know, seeing him come from that situation where he was criticized and, and making the impact that he's making out there. So, you know, shout out to him as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting squad, man. They got five guys over 13 points again. They got Ben, uh, Seth, Milton, Harris, and Embiid. So, Tobias will get his buckets. Yeah, it's a well-rounded you know, spot. Like, with Embiid, this is the first year we've seen him in shape, though. I mean, I yeah, feel like it's always been the issue, like, yo, his conditioning. And, like, this yeah. is the first year we've seen him take it seriously, and it's obviously making a difference. So, And, and quiet as it's kept, man, the East is wide open, man. Like, it's it really is. It's, it's competitive. Like, favorite. we can sit here and speculate all we want. But it's no definitive, like, you know, you can more so look in the West, like, okay, we see what L.A. doing. Like, everybody know, you know, what this L.A. team is, the Lakers. But in the East, man, it's very competitive. Like, and I'm interested in seeing how this is going to play out. You know, even last year, nobody anticipated Miami coming out of the East. And that's kind of the fun, like, you know, part of this league and seeing that. And uh, also seeing who's affected, you know, by COVID and things like that. We saw, you know, Jason Tatum had to sit out. Top guys have to sit out. So this one of those seasons where it could be a sleeper team on any side coming out, depending on the situation. Yo, real quick. Before we let you go, appreciate you hopping on Eric Woodyard ESPN. Make sure you go read all this stuff on ESPN.com. We got Stafford out. Yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know, Eric Woodyard. Uh, I'm a Flint, Lions fan. Flint, Michigan finest. You already know. Golf in, Stafford out. When you when, when you picked up the phone, read the ticker, what was your first thought? I was a little sad. I ain't going to lie, you know, because Stafford, I mean, he's been here so long. You know, it's like yeah. he, he he a Motown legend at this point. Um, but I understand. <laughs> I understand. You know, it's a business. Uh, I understand they're in the rebuild. And even though he is, you know, what he is here, it was time to move on and try, you know, try a different direction. And I'm just hoping that this front office doesn't let us down. You know, my guy, Aubrey Pleasant. Um, you know, just got hired as an assistant coach. He's another Flintstone uh, over there. And I texted him. I said, okay. y'all got to make, y'all got to make some changes, man. I'm tired of this, man. I had, I straight up texted that. He, he, he bust out laughing. So right. hopefully we see, we've been suffering, man, but I, I will say this. We got some of the most loyal fans, uh, you know, across the league, you know, with all that we've had to endure the losing yeah. seasons, but, um, you know, Stafford, man, he put in major work here, uh, pretty much holds every record, you know, for as far as quarterback records for the Lions franchise yeah. history and uh, gave us some great memories. And, um, I mean, I, I don't really know, man, you know, as far as moving forward, I just know we're in a rebuild. 
going to trust this front office and just hope, hopefully I'm not let down. There you go. That's a good, that's a good attitude. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't put too much on the not let down part though. Because <laughs> we know how that's yeah, yeah, Jerry Goff is coming to town, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. like, you say, like you say, it's the same movie every year. We've been seeing this every year. Nice. I've seen this movie too many yeah. times. I've seen it. <laughs> Yo, Aaron Woodyard, ESPN, NBA writer. Make sure you go check out, hey, check out his stuff. What's up? Your handle's at E Woodyard? E underscore Woodyard. Yo, if I got something coming in the morning, check me out. I got a, a big story coming with Miles Turner. Uh, you know, the Bucks and the Pacers play tomorrow. So y'all check that out, man. It's going to be pretty good. Hey, man. You're the man. I appreciate you hopping on. Eric Woodyard, ESPN. I'll talk to you soon, my boy. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, All right, man. man. Dude, Eric is always cool. Absolutely. I'm going to have to check out that Bucks, that, that Bucks, uh, that Bucks, Miles Turner, or I guess the Bucks play Miles Turner. He's covering Bucks the Bucks. Pacers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anything else on the NBA before we move over to this NFL? Nah, um, want to ask you, man. I mean, I know we 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 touched on it real quick last week. Where are you after the week that was the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. Obviously, another up up and down, up and down week. Some 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 good games though. Where are you with the Bulls, man? Very fun to watch. I'm happy. They're, are you they're, good? You're good I'm with good. this because you because you oh, in the past yeah. have been one of the biggest like ah tear it all down. So you're happy with where they're at right now. Yeah. You like you you like what you're seeing. They they. First off, they look like a competent basketball team. They still make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I yep. get that, but they're young. Um, we are in dire need of a point guard. We, like don't so ha- bad. we don't have a point guard. We need a point guard really, really badly. Do you see um, any scenario in which Kobe White develops into a point guard or not? Uh, what kind of point guard are we talking about? Like, You know <laughs> what I mean? Like a, a, a guy that's going to organize the offense and yes. be, be an extension of the coach on the floor, like that type of shit? Nah. But I also don't want Sadoransky. I, I don't know how many times I've seen Sadoransky. You hate Sado. No, I don't know how many times I've seen Sadoransky get a 24-second violation trying to make an extra pass and passing up a wide-open layup or a shot right. trying to get an extra pass because – But they do look better with him in there because he knows how to run a fucking offense. Yeah. Point. yeah. But, yeah, he, he is one of the – talk about non-aggressive players. He's like uh, – he makes Ben Simmons look like Eddie House. <laughs> he does not want to shoot the rock. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i good with where they're at. I think they're moving in the right direction. I think uh, Connor Sovis is getting a really good look at who he thinks can play and who yes. he doesn't think can play. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if we had a lot of changes come next year. Like, hey, we got our coach in. This is our first year here. We got a good look at these guys. Let's see who can play, who can't, and let's start moving some of these dudes. And last so, yeah, question, where are you with Zach Levine? I mean, I've completely flipped on Zach Levine. I think he's a bona fide, t- one of the best scorers in the league when it when it comes down to it. Um, but you knew that already. I, yeah, I didn't know it like this, though. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't know that it was this effortless? Yeah, he, he, I've completely flipped. I was completely wrong. The, the, the contract that he's under is worth every penny. Um, he can flat out score. And, score and, the basketball. Yo, and I don't care if you're in a rebuild, non-rebuild, trying to check out younger talent. When you need a bucket, when you in this in this league, when you need a bucket and you could give the basketball to one guy and yeah. he's probably going to be able to get you a basket. You a bucket? Yeah. It's, it's, there's no. <laughs> it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. If you're a coach and you're drawing off something. Hey, Zach. Yes. Yeah. Like last night when he came down and fired that three to, to seal the wide, game. And they left the wide open. Like, you know, Tibbs, Tibbs might have had an aneurysm in the locker room after that. Yeah, but like yeah. the confidence to even come you down. You need that and, guy. No. 
I don't and I don't know how many people in the league would have looked at that like kind of half pumped, maybe like looked around and then set his feet and shot it. He walked up and fired it like <laughs> oh, yeah. he was at the line's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nah, man, I've completely flipped on Zach. I think he's a he's a scorer. You need that. And I, I wouldn't mind him sticking around for quite a while. So yeah. Yeah, I would I, I wouldn't want to move on Zach either. I think you're right, man. You don't 30 points a game just doesn't grow on trees in the NBA, and he's still young. And the thing I'll say about Zach is this. He wants to be great. He wants to win ball games. He wants to improve on the things that people say he needs to improve on, almost to the point where sometimes it's like, yo, fuck all that, man. Just play your game, right? But, like, he's trying to be a better defender. He's trying to be a better playmaker. Um, I understand people. He's not what people want yet, but I feel like the dude busts his ass, puts in the work, and that means something. Hey, I yo, shout out uh shout out Druka Drew Castillo in the in the in the uh comments. Yo, I we matter of fact, that yo, is <laughs> yo, run that at the one. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, point guard that <laughs> yo uh, that was making plays. Dog, how good. much did he hate Boylan? Like, how much do you think he must have hated Boylan for telling him to sit in the corner and shoot threes? Yo, shout out Edder for that take. Yeah, that like that's that was a big indictment on Boylan. He hated that dude. There's no yeah. question I have that, that he was not rocking with dude. He's been playing really, really well. So shout out that young. Shout out the boys. Shout out Garrett Temple. Shout out Garrett Temple, role player. Professional. Professional. <laughs> Professional basketball player. Garrett Professional Temple. basketball player. You don't have anything positive to say about uh, Laurie? Uh, dude, I mean, no, I, I like him, but he's a guy. Like, I think the expectations yeah. on Laurie and what he could ultimately become, if you're still looking at Laurie as a piece that you build around, like a number one or number two piece that you build around. Like an untouchable piece? you're looking in the wrong place, right? Yeah. If you look at him as a guy who can contribute to a winning team, yes, he can be that. But it, it can't be his show. It can't be secondary his show. He just – I just don't think he has the – it's mental. That's the difference with guys. It's mental. You have to be prepared to be that guy every night. You know that when Zach Levine straps up for 48 minutes, he goes out there and says, tonight I have to be that guy every single game, right? And it's just a mentality, it and a lot of players don't have it. Laurie's skilled. Um, he's a little bit more dynamic than we thought. He can do a little bit more, but the mental aspect of being that guy and going out there, like Laurie will never go out there and go two for 15. I think, yes, he will. He does it all the time. But I know what you mean. He's not you know going to go I mean? out there yeah. and just try to, yes, I know what and, you mean. And be like, fuck it, I'm going two for 15 because I'm going to get my bucket. Yeah. Right. I um, Laurie is the guy that you look at the box score, and if it, if it said six points, five rebounds, you'd be like, well, okay. And if it said 30 and 11, you'd be like, okay. Like, yeah. you, you, it's just like he has everything he needs to, to be that guy consistently, but mental part, he just doesn't have it. I feel like his flaws really stick out on this team because of what we're looking for. Like, again, throw him on, like, the Bucks, They would be like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Throw him on a contender and be like, yo, this is what you do. He can go out and do that. But when it's like, yo, help us win, like, be a reason that we win games, be a factor – um, and have that mentality like you are the man and this team wants to build around you. I mean, again, they've given him three and a half years hey, now to, to, to do that, and he hasn't done it. All you need to know is that the guy had 30 points through three quarters, and it was a cl- it was a close game last night against the Knicks. Yeah. To close out the game, Lori, he didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. Non-existent. So, like, that that just can't happen. If you're rolling like that and you're scoring baskets and getting buckets on the team and it's a tight game, 
you can't go out in the fourth and get a goose egg. It's just like, ugh. And he's a guy you have to watch. A lot of people didn't watch the game. Like, what do you mean? Laurie had 30. It's like, yeah, no, I should have had 40. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you should have had 40. Like, that's the thing. Zach's getting that 40. Number one guys are getting that 40 when you – there is never, like, any meat left on the bone. That's – Laurie leaves the meat on the bone. Yeah. And I was talking to Mayberry last night. We were texting during the game, and he thinks he's like, I don't know if he's going to be worth the the money that he's going to try to command. So, That's why I would trade him. I would yeah. trade Lloyd Market. And I w- unless you really see him as a – you're not going to be good enough to where he'll matter in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Again, with everything I just laid out, what I think he ultimately is, you're not going to be there in the next two years to where it would be beneficial. So I would move him for yeah. sure. And he's on a rookie contract. Some contender is going to jump up and be like, yeah, we get Lloyd Million, Laurie Market in for $7 million. Get picks, collect assets, go from there. Cool. Super Bowl 55. Brady Mahomes, you know what time it is, Super Bowl week. Before we get into this trivia, because I don't want to bore, I don't want to bore our listeners. Yo, if I hear one more person talk about Tom Brady's age and when is he, how long is he going to play, just let the motherfucker play till he doesn't want to play. Until he doesn't feel like it anymore. Yeah, like stop trying to pick his age and when he's going to retire. Like let him play. He looks solid enough. That um, ship has sailed a long time ago. Yeah, bro, like, like, he's he's, he's going to be done when he feels like being done. Been won't be. to, you've been trying to guess his age for literally five, six years. It's like, bro, just well, he's, he's, not, done. he's not chasing after anything either. He's going to play until he doesn't feel like it, which is a beautiful thing. I and just I was, don't feel like it this year. I'm yeah. good. And I, and, I was hear, <laughs> and, I was, and I was hearing like, I just don't know if his body can withstand the punish. I'm like, my G, what punishment are you talking he about? It's a good hit. Look at punishment. <laughs> Bam. Buddy does not take any punishment. So, well, And it's like, well, when do you think it's going to break down? Because most people would have broken down by now. So clearly he's figured. I mean, obviously it's not going to be playing when he's 60 years old. But right. he has obviously figured something out as far as keeping his body ready for 17 weeks of football every single year. So, yeah, yeah just enjoy the ride, man. Just yeah. enjoy it. The GOAT. You will never see this again. Yeah, and honestly, I think it, it, I think it helps him that it's only – it's literally week by week. Yeah, he doesn't get hit all week. He gears up, takes care of himself in a tremendous way, and then he comes back and plays a week. Then he goes back in the the health chamber for another week and comes yeah. out and he's ready to play for another week. You know what chamber. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, what I mean? twelve method, whatever yeah, he's so doing. The eight o'clock method. sleeping, whatever, yeah. man. Avocados, whatever he's on, uh, man. He's he's all about it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to I want to pull this graphic up too. I think this is actually when I saw this graphic, I was. I mean, we know who we're talking talking about Patrick Mahomes, but I was still kind of shocked by this. <clears throat> and for the people listening, yeah, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes last 26 starts. He's 25 and one, 293 yards passing, 60 TDs, 12 interceptions. Let me repeat that. Patrick Mahomes in his last 26 games, he's 25 and one. Throws it for 293 yards, has 60 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. I know that we give him tons of love, but our this guy's lost one game in 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 his in his last 20. What was it? 26. You know who it was against? Yeah, it was Oakland, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Oakland. Yeah, Yeah. or uh, not even Oakland. What are they? Uh, uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. They were. It was against the Raiders. Yep. So it's like, man, like, yo, Rodgers MVP, cool. Threw 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, cool. 
this guy's lost one game in tw- out of his last 26? And we're talking about anything else? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, shouldn't that – we should be leading with that at every opportunity. That's why we leave him out the conversation. Crazy. We talked about this already, man. There's the records, there's the numbers, and then there's Mahomes. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about that really quick before we get into this trivia. Also, one more other thing. So, these are my three things. Stop talking about Brady's age. He's going to get it done. And we're going to do a big Super Bowl preview later in the week. So, we'll get down to the X's and O's and the details and all that stuff. So, don't worry about that. But I didn't want to bore you guys with that. Pat Mahomes has won 25 of his last 26. I I should be hearing that. Every time someone opens their mouth about the Super Bowl, that should be the – well, you know, Mahomes has won 25 of his last 26. Or you could say yeah. that Tom Brady is at his 10th Super Bowl. You should probably say I think he started any conversation with Tom Brady. No, I don't yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think so. Every conversation starts with Tom 25, Brady. 20, uh, yeah. Okay, well, people listening, you you holler at us, hit us on Twitter Brady. and tell me, should we be leading with Brady or Mahomes? That's 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 actually a good question. But um Hold on, Drew Casillas said Tom Brady's playing in the Super Bowl in the same year Peyton Manning is being inducted to the Hall of Fame and has also played in four Super Bowls since Peyton <laughs> yeah. retired. Yo, you want to put up numbers? Yeah. That you, you can pull up numbers for Brady that just don't even make sense. Doesn't he have – isn't it? Isn't his wins against the NFC or something? He has the most wins all time against the NFC in the playoffs or some shit? And what, and he's, he's the all-time he's winningest – he's the, he's the all-time winningest – most wins in the NFC playoffs of any quarterback, I think is what it is. Yeah, because he's got wild. six Super Bowl wins and he's got the two playoff. He's got eight wins in the against NFC opponents. Shout out Drew for the for the <laughs> for the for the uh, for the info on Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's getting in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and and and, and, and I also want to say this: I'm done hearing about Peyton. If it, please don't ever bring up Peyton Manning in the Tom Brady conversation to me. I don't ever want to hear it. <laughs> and I've been, okay. I've been it's been that way for a while, but I really just never want to hear it. Okay, I got you. All right, never. we're gonna. We're going to do this uh, Super Bowl quiz. For the people listening, I'll pull it up. Or I'll, I'll read them out for you. But, um, okay. Yeah. You can still see me, yeah? We're on the side? Okay, yeah, we're good. Okay, Big Nick the Quick. Who is the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl? John Gruden. Answers are Mike Tomlin, John Madden, John Gruden, Joe Gibbs. Your answer is John Gruden? John Gruden. He's 37, right? I think it's him or I think it's Either him, him or, or Tomlin. I, th- I, I think it's Tomlin. I'm gonna go with Tomlin. Well, Gruden was the youngest. That I can tell you for sure. Gruden was the youngest. So what's your final answer then? Gruden. Gruden. Okay. I'll I'll pick Gruden. Just for the just for the sake. Hey, uh, okay, Mike Tomlin. 36. Bro. Damn. Gruden was 37. Tom- All right. 36 when the Steelers won Super Bowl. What is that? 48. 48? Is that right? Yeah. Uh 43, maybe. 43. No, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> okay. Question number two. Big Nick the Quick. Who is the only player to rush for 200 yards in a Super Bowl? I think I know this one. Dog, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess Marcus Allen. Oh, for people listening, Marcus Allen, John Riggins, Timmy Smith, Franco Harris. Doug only Marcus. player to rush for 200 yards in the Super Bowl. Marcus Allen was so good at football, it's unbelievable. And, get, gonna, and, doesn't, and doesn't get the respect he should. Um, I'm going to go with John Riggins on the, the Redskins. Tip, I'm going to go with John Riggins. Okay, we'll go John Riggins. Play, playing Joe Gibbs ball. <laughs> T- 
Timmy. I don't even, to be honest. I don't okay, know who that is. The answer is Timmy Smith. I have hey, no idea who that he is. He was another Redskins guy. He went for 204. Timmy uh, Smith? When the Redskins beat the Broncos in Super Bowl 22. All right. Shout out Doug Williams. Shout out Doug Williams. <laughs> Which Super Bowl generated the most combined points? Super Bowl 28, 27? Uh, Cowboys, Bills. I don't know the numbers, so I'm not going to – I don't want to butcher those. So we'll do – yeah, yeah, Super Bowl 27. That one's easy. That's 27. The next one's 37. Then 42. Okay. Oh, 52, Super, 52, I'm sorry. 52. Okay, Super Bowl, hold on. 39. Super Bowl 27, Cowboys, Bills. Super Bowl 37, Bucks, Raiders. Super Bowl 52, Patriots, Eagles. Super Bowl 29. 20, 29. 49ers Chargers. What you got? I think it's 49ers Chargers. That's when that's when uh Steve Young and them put up like who was the quarterback for the Chargers at that point in time? Why am I blinking? Um I know that's Seau and them boys, but who yeah, plays quarterback? I don't know. Look that up. That's a good question, but I I'm I'm almost positive that's the answer. I, and I like remember that Super Bowl too. Um yeah, go with that one. Yeah. What was we it? Got it? Yeah, 49ers Chargers. It was 49 26. And the Chargers scored a few touchdowns late. Like they, the Niners blew them out. Look up the who that quarterback was. I am. That's a good question. Let me see any of these comments in here. Stan Humphreys. Hey, you could have, you could have given me <laughs> 17,000 guesses as to who their Super Bowl quarterback was that year. And I would have never been able to give you Stan Humphreys. Yeah, me either. That's never. Yeah. No, never. Okay. Which is the last team to lead the NFL in rushing and win the Super Bowl? 2013 Seahawks, 85 Bears, 2005 Steelers, 95 Cowboys, Emmett Smith and the boys. Hmm. Well, I, I'm not going to take the 95 Cowboys because Aikman and Irvin and those boys were going crazy. And I know Emmett Smith – Ran for a ton of yards in his career, obviously. I'm going to go with the 2005 Steelers. Wasn't that Bettis and Fast uh, Fast Willie, whatever his name is? Remember remember my man's Willie something or another that was running back of the Steelers? Wait, now that I think about it, didn't Walter rush for like 1,800 that year? No, that year he didn't. I don't think that year was one of his – I mean, he had a ton of yards, but I don't think that was one of his years where it was like crazy. Remember that was towards the end of his career. Yeah, it was. Okay, let's – who are you going to go with? I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think it was Willie Harris was the guy's 2005 name. Steelers. All right. I think it's the Bears, man. Ah, oh, damn. 2700. Wow. That's a lot of fucking Yo, 2,700 yards. <laughs> I mean, somebody else. Oh, yeah, they had the uh, the white dude. Yo, this, the 1985 – we should be embarrassed, by the Didn't way. Didn't they have another running the, back? The 1985 Chicago Bears rushed for 2,761 yards. Look that up. Look, who, look that split up. Got you. I want to hear that. That's interesting. What? That's wild. All right, let's see. Let's see who we got. All right, so nineteen eighty. Walter rushed for fifteen hundred yards. Matt Suey, that was his name. His kids played at Loyola. Uh, Matt Suey rushed for four hundred seventy-one yards. Jim McMahon. That's still only nineteen hundred. Where's all their eight hundred? Jim McMahon rushed for two hundred fifty yards. Calvin Thomas, one hundred twenty-five yards. Dennis Gentry, 160 yards. Thomas <laughs> Sanders, 104 yards. Steve Fuller, the backup quarterback, 77 yards. Even fast Willie Galt had 18 yards. And then what the, about, fridge, what about the fridge. The fridge had seven yards. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Mike Tomzak had three yards. Huh. That's wild. 
And then, wait, hold on. Let's, what was the, uh, dog, they averaged 173 yushing yards a game. Different age of football. And my, were, that's my and type, were, hey, hey, my type of game. And they were blowing everybody <laughs> out. So hey, was, run the ball, play defense, go home. And they were running, the, yeah, they were just running everybody. I over. know this one. This one I know. Who owns the record? Okay, who owns the record for the lo- uh, longest completion in Super Bowl history? Jake Delhomme, John Elway, Jim Plunkett, Brett Favre. Is Delhomme? I think it's Delhomme. Daylight coming, we want a Delhomme. <laughs> Remember, uh, what's his face? Bourbon used to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Jake Delhomme. Yeah, yeah, Jake that, yeah. It was against Moosh with Moosh. Yep, eighty-five yard touchdown pass to Moosh and Muhammad, Super Bowl thirty-eight. That was. What the- did Moosh say about the Chicago Bears? He says terrible franchise. You should get out of there. Where, wide, where wide receivers go to die. Where wide receivers go to die. <laughs> yep. Well, that's Jake though. Uh, Muhammad said, "Wide receivers go to the Chicago Bears to die." die. Can't lie. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that. Shout out. Uh, that was the year that Janet Jackson pulled their titties out. Yeah. Shout out, uh, Musha Muhammad, Jake Delhomme. A titty on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the last player to win MVP? And the Super Bowl in the same season. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Aaron Montana, Kurt Warner. Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't think he won. No, he didn't win the he didn't win MVP that year. He's got two, right? He's, he's he, this will be his third? Yeah, this will be his third. Yeah. I think it's Kurt Warner with the Rams. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Who you want? Wait, 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 wait. Did the Colts? The Colts didn't win the Super Bowl the year that Peyton threw 50 touchdowns, right? No. Okay. Then yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Big Nick the Quick goes with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's it though. Yeah, Kurt. Ninety uh, nine. That was a long time ago. What a great and then he came back out in 2009 and almost won one too. Yeah, yeah. Great career. Shout out Kurt Warner. Shout man. out Kurt Warner. That was the that was the show on turf. Great yeah. show on turf. 99. Kurt Warner. All right. But l- l- let's pick it up here. We got about we got eight more questions left. Which play by play announcer has called the most Super Bowls? Al Michaels, Pat Summerall, Jim Nance, Dick Enberg. Pat Summerall. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Pat too. Unless Kurt- Dick Enberg was calling every single Super Bowl back in the day and we just didn't know. I, the only reason I say Pat is because I think he worked for CBS originally, and then him and John went over to Fox. So yeah, I think right. he called them for both. So shout out Pat Summerall. Let's go, with Pat. Wow. Yep, we got it. Pat Summerall, eleven Super Bowls. Sheesh, that's crazy, man. And he hasn't been around for a long time now. He was drunk for all of them. And Pat Summerall's a legend. Shout out Pat Summerall. Which city has hosted the most Super Bowls? Pasadena, Miami, Tampa, New Orleans. Pasadena- I know the, only, the only thing that should hold the Super Bowl is New Orleans, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. they should just literally permanently have the Super Bowl in New Orleans. My, it's got to be Miami. Yeah, that probably makes sense. You want, you, you want to go Miami? I'll go Miami, but it should be New Orleans. It might be still New Orleans. Yeah, Miami. Miami has 11 yeah. Super Bowls. New Orleans is just perfect because they don't need to build anything up for you to have the super. We have a stadium and the party's already here. We don't need to build a party for you. It's the shit's been going on for 50 years. That's true. All right. Who's the only quarterback to throw six touchdown passes in the Super Bowl? Steve Young. I think he did it in that. I think Steve Young threw six touchdowns when uh, they had that super high scoring game. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Steve Young too. Against the Chargers. 
Yep. Yep. Six touchdowns for Young. That's a that's an awesome record to hold. Yeah, it is. Like, yo, come on, I threw six tutties in the Super Bowl. Stop playing with me. Uh, among all Super Bowl champions, which owned the worst regular season record? I well, think it's that the Giants. Giants. That Giants team was a wild card team the second year, right? Or was it the first year or the second year what? they weren't they weren't good? First year. They were like eight and eight or nine and seven or something, and they won the Super Bowl, maybe ten and six. Yeah, the options are the 2011 Giants, 1980 Raiders, the 2012 Ravens, and the 2007 Giants. I think it's Definitely 2007 Giants. Ravens. Yeah, I want to go with the 27 Giants too. 2007 Giants is wrong. It was the 2011 Giants. They went nine and one seven. One of them went nine and seven. I knew one of them was nine and seven. And, 20, then, and, and Eli got hot. 2011 was the year they went into Green Bay in that ice bowl game. Remember yeah. that? Um, yeah. yeah. Eli got Dubai hot on them. Dubai, Dubai hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which state has produced the most Super Bowl winning quarterbacks by birth? California, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, or Ohio? So Louisiana didn't Terry Bradshaw. He's from Louisiana, right? Uh yes. And, yeah, and then Bradshaw won three Super Bowls, correct, or four? Bradshaw won five. Five? Yes. It's gotta be no, Louisiana. no, 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 no. He won four. Four, four. Yeah. It's got to be Louisiana. Okay, let's go. Because Peyton Manning's from Louisiana too, so he's got two. That's six. Five. Oh, the most super. Oh, the most Super Bowl winning. Okay, okay, okay. I was reading that wrong. Hey, California. California has produced five, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Trent Dilfer, Troy Aikman, and Jim Plunkett. I thought it was which state has the most court – you know what I mean? Not like the most individuals. I thought it was just if you took the quarterbacks that are from that state and combined all their Super Bowls. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what they did. No, they're saying the most – they're counting the amount of quarter – it doesn't matter how many they won. It's just if they oh, won. Oh, I, I was saying – that's why I said Bradshaw has four. I mean, that's – right. Bradshaw the, and Manning, you have six. Not the total amount, the individual – yeah, but California will probably still be up there because Aikman has three and there's five guys right there. So well, like Brady has six. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. About to have seven. Maybe. Oh. Which is the only team with multiple Super Bowls win with, with multiple Super Bowl yeah. wins and no losses in the game. Ravens, Saints, Jets, Bucks. Ravens. They've won two Super Bowls. They've only been a team since nineteen ninety four or ninety six. Yeah, what are they, two and oh? Yeah, two and oh. They haven't they've only been to two and one two. Yeah, you're right. Good call. Two and zero. Oh. The first one was Ray Lewis and the boys, yeah. and then the second one was Ray Lewis and the boys. But it was it was more the lights went out in New Orleans and Kaepernick and those guys folded up. Yep. All right. Which quarterback owns the single game record for passing passer rating passer rating in the Super Bowl? Russell Wilson, Troy Aikman, Matt Ryan, Phil Simms. I bet you this is Matt Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I bet you Matt Ryan I mean, that but the year that they blew that lead, but his shit was like 135. Yeah. What do you got? What do you think? It's, it almost seems like it should be Matt Ryan because whenever you throw in a name like that in this type of question, that's usually the answer. All right, so we'll go Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Sims. Dumbass. Phil Sims posted 150.9. He was on fire, boy. <laughs> yo, yo, look up that line for me, please. Super Bowl yeah. 21. Super Go look up one. Super Bowl 21, Phil Sims line. It has to be like 17 of 17 of 20, 215, and two touchdowns or something like that. They're saying this Deshaun to the Raiders talk is heating up. Um to the right. Raiders? Yeah. Damn, my man was 22 of 25 for 268 and three touchdowns. 
Oh, Phil. Shout out Philly. Dog, he ain't miss a beat. No, at all. <laughs> Boy, it was locked in. Boy, it was locked in. Elway, on the other hand, though, was 22 at 37 for 300 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Wow. Not, not yeah. a great Elway game. No, it's not. Who is the only quarterback to be intercepted five times in a Super Bowl? Donovan McNabb, Rich Gannon, Jim Kelly, Kerry Collins. Wasn't Kerry Collins awful in that Super Bowl? Five picks. Man, I don't remember anybody throwing five picks. Did Rich Gannon get picked off five times against Tampa? Uh, well, Dexter Jackson had – didn't Dexter Jackson have two picks? Took one to the crib, right? Yeah. What, did, did he throw five that day? I don't remember him being that bad. He was the league MVP that year. Rich Gannon? I think I think it's uh wait Rich Gannon won the Rich Gannon didn't win MVP did he? he did. Rich Gannon won the MVP that year. Who was his offensive coordinator? Nerf Turner. No. <laughs> Mark Mark Trestman. Huh? Wait, really? You don't remember Rich Gannon won the MVP when he was like thirty eight years old? Yeah. I remember he was balling. I don't. Yeah. I didn't realize he won the MVP. That's I'm gross. Almost positive he won the uh, the MVP. I checked that. All right, who are we picking? I'm going Jim with Kelly. Uh, I'm going with Kerry Collins. I'll go Jim Kelly just because he had so many opportunities to throw five. Rich Gannon threw five picks in that game. Wow. Rich Gannon, MVP 2002. Entered the league in 87 and won the MVP in 2002. Yo, that that? Year, I'll give you some numbers. Rick, Rich Gannon that year. This is all it took to win the MVP back then, by the way. 4,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 10 picks. And what was their record was stupid, though. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were crazy. Uh, Yo, five picks in the Super Bowl. That is disgusting. Yeah, Rich Gannon, man. Dude, that, geez, that's Warren Sapp and John Lynch in them, though. Let's see. Yeah, Super Bowl record, five interceptions. Three, <laughs> three of them went to the house. Yeah, they did blow them out. I don't, he was, man. He was that, throwing Matt Schaub type. In, the, that the was that special. Derek Brooks and those boys. Oh, yeah, and they're saying that, yeah, Gruden knew the audibles um, because Bill Callahan didn't sh- – That's that was it. There was a whole bunch of shit around that year in that Super Bowl. If you read it, a lot of the ex-players came out and have killed Bill Callahan. They're like, that dude was the worst coach ever. Remember their linemen fucking disappeared the night before the game? No, I don't remember. Uh, a whole bunch of shit happened in that Super Bowl, and then Gruden knew the plays because uh, Bill Callahan didn't change the audibles. But when he took over for Gruden, because remember Gruden was the coach the year before. Then he went in there and won it with with Tony Dungy's program. Yep, I know that. Yeah, huh, that's interesting. All right, last question before we get out of here: Which are the only teams to meet three times in the Super Bowl? Dolphins, Washington, 49ers, Bengals, Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots, Giants. It's Cowboys, Steelers. Patriots, Giants only met twice. twice. The Niners, Bengals only met once with. Chris Collinsworth and them on the Bengals side. And uh, who was the quarterback for the Bengals? Bernie Coz, uh, no, not Bernie Cozart. It's Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason. Yeah, they only met once, I'm pretty sure. Dolphins, Washington, maybe. A, I'm going to go Cowboys Steelers. I will go Cowboys Steelers. I know, if, yeah, I don't know too much about the Dolphins, Washington, beating three times in the Super Bowl. Yeah, there we go. We're lit. Correct. 75, 78, and 95. 95 was was uh, the bus Bettis and those boys. Mm-hmm. All right, man, that's it. That's the that's the Super Bowl quiz. I learned some shit. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember Rich Gannon throwing five picks. No, I don't remember you that. Don't remember him winning, I don't I believe you don't remember him winning the MVP that year. I knew he had a good year. I don't. I didn't know he had. He won the MVP though. He won the MVP. Hmm, interesting. All right, well, we'll be back Friday breaking down the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55, man. I'm only talking about Mahomes. We got to get predictions on Friday, right? Yes, we have to get predictions. We'll give out some props, what we like. We'll pay, we'll do a bunch of stuff on Friday. Um, I'll talk Mahomes quick. We'll talk uh, Brady. And hey, what's understood doesn't have to be explained. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. All right. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little, man. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Shout out Eric Woodyard, ESPN NBA, coming on, talking some hoops with us. No catch our sports talk via Chicago. Make sure you subscribe, iTunes, Spotify. Tell the homies, tell a friend, Stitcher, YouTube. Well, we're going to do some more clubhouses. We had a good time on Clubhouse. Make sure if you're on Clubhouse, follow me. I'm going to be uh, starting a No Catch Up Club at uh, Chicago Flow. C-H-I-C-A-G-O Flow. Uh, lock in with us. No Catch Up Sports Talk Day Chicago. We out of here.